0: this is the epilog audio experience
1: we're living in times of uncertainty dream jobs dream college dream internship ye to dur ki baat hai basic steps hi mushkil hai with no fault of your own there's a feeling of fear more often than not negative emotions take over, and there's just lack of clarity, maybe lack of direction. So we thought we'd sit down with strengths coach and positive psychology expert Aman Zaidi to understand how we can deal with this better. This is Voice of Achievers with me, Yashika, and we are glad to welcome this man with a funny bone whose mission in life is to create thriving human beings and thriving organizations. He makes this possible through his coaching, facilitation and consulting. With almost two decades of experience, Aman specializes in strengths coaching, leadership development and employee engagement. He is currently a partner at OD Alternatives a leading consulting firm in the space of organizational transformation and leadership development. And he's been kind enough to share aspects of some of his interventions and experiences with us today to help us find direction, positivity, and maybe clarity, especially in times of uncertainty. Bohut sarhi tees ho gaye Welcome to the show, Aman.
0: Thank you, yashika it's actually fun to be here.
1: I'd like to begin with with this space that most youngsters are in. There is already a sense of confusion and uncertainty with respect to careers. There is an add-on of a situation that was completely unheard of, unknown of. And in between all of this are your dream jobs, your dream internships, your dream careers. Everything that you believed you would want to achieve or look forward to. In these unpredictable moments, how do youngsters channelize their energy?
0: I think it's a very pertinent question, Yashika. Uh, One quote from many years ago when I was a youngster was, uh, life is what happens to you when you're making other plans.
1: Clearly the situation uh, we are in.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, this is a it's a great lesson. The, the, the thing with, you know, schools and education and organizations is that they operate under the illusion of predictability. You know, slowly we've actually been hearing about how the world is changing. It's volatile, uncertain, complex, ambiguous and then suddenly all that realization has hit home about how unpredictable it actually is. You have no control actually on on whether you're going to be living or not. And for those people who are just beginning their careers or are about to begin their careers, it's probably a good opportunity to remind themselves that look, uh, you don't know how your career is going to unfold. Sure, you should have an aspiration and a plan, just don't be under the illusion that it's going to pan out exactly the way you or your dad or your uncle thought it would. You know, what's going to happen is uh, is, is going to surprise all of us.
1: Has it happened to you in your career? You had a diverse career trajectory. Has there been an instance or maybe a few instances where there was this sort of uncertainty and you had to sort of maneuver and channelize
0: your energies oh yeah actually uh, you know I'm sure there are students who are very very methodical and uh, they've always thought 10 years ahead and worked towards that and and maybe what I'm going to say is not going to resonate with them but I know what I'm going to say is going to resonate with the other kind of students so I'll tell you what happened with me Ashika my major was ultimately zoology and I was doing that because I was interested in uh, you know in biology especially in human biology uh, initially, I thought I'm going to do something in biology. You know, if I can't crack medicine, then I will do genetics. Bombay, commercial capital of uh, India, and uh, your environment affects you much more than you're willing to admit. And uh, you know, being the commercial capital, everybody was about uh, making money. So there was a whole lot of conversation: How can you make money in your career? Oh, you get into finance, stock market, run boss, yeah, financial company, may join, karo. So marketing or branding I I you know I got influenced by that and I said okay you know finance ko ni, because uh, you know mein aate. Uh, people said marketing mein MBA kar le so, hai. and uh, you know I, I didn't uh, end up doing marketing for very long. I actually spent about two and a half years Uh, was just about two and a half years in sales and marketing and then I went into BPO operations uh, and then I ended up spending the next nine years in the ITES BPO space. So uh, nothing to do with uh, biology, nothing to do with marketing, I was actually doing man management and I actually discovered that that is what I was best at. In a way, I'm actually glad that my career did not pan out the way I was planning because I would not have figured out what I was so great at. And I found that I was not excited by managing inanimate metrics, delivering the inanimate numbers. I was actually far more excited by helping people do better at work. So I switched careers once more. And that was uh, my third switch, if you see. And I decided to become a full-time uh, coach and facilitator, I decided to devote myself entire to, entirely to helping people do better at work and helping organizations become better. Uh, so this is how my, you know, as you can see, it's it's been a very meandering journey. It's like a nadi jo apna badalti hai kilometre and it's been fun. I mean, it's been it's been like a nadi ride only.
1: It amazes me because, uh, ye, ye nadi bade alag-alag kinaron par ruki. Having said that, yeah. you don't know ki hamkaha jara hai. How do you what are the things that you should be focusing on with respect to one skill set and two quality?
0: You you will not realize how perceptive that question is, Yashu. You may think, okay, I know where where I'm headed. But you may actually end up in a different place altogether. So uh, here's my response to that. You're right. You know, there are going to be skills and there are going to be qualities. I think here's my take on skills. There is no way you can avoid developing skills. You're going to end up developing them. I'll I'll give you a little example. When I went to Bombay, I did not have skills uh, such as uh, getting onto a moving bus, uh, you know, jumping off a moving train, etc. (laughs) But in Bombay, in So, these uh, skills are, you know, risky, dangerous skills. I must put a disclaimer out there. Don't be idiots, don't pick up these skills. But, you know, I'll take another example. I did not know Microsoft Excel till uh, almost three years after I had finished my MBA. Uh, but there came a time in my job when I needed to develop Excel skills. I spent a couple of months and within a couple of months, I found that I was getting better at it. Now, so what I'm saying is skills you will build because any job you get into is going to have a different set of requirements. You're going to receive training on it. There's going to be a course on Coursera or something like that. You can actually go to the internet and you can learn whatever skill you want to learn. Uh, you're going to learn by doing. Let's not worry about skills in my opinion. Qualities, that is an interesting question because you see, the world is uh, is changing, and therefore, being flexible is going to be a very, very important quality. If we get attached to ideas of "I have this, I or career you know mein mein karunga, may or may not uh, you know, allow you to discover new aspects, new vistas, new careers. Uh, all of that stuff. So I think being flexible is going to be important. The other skill that's going to be required is old hierarchical systems are giving way. That whole way the world and organizations work where power was concentrated with the top guy or the top five guys is actually changing. It's changed in many organizations and it's going to continue to change. If uh, our uh, mindsets are still hung on to old traditional systems of and hierarchy, if we still want more privilege and more power than others, it's going to come in the way. So having a more equal and collaborative mindset uh, is going to... Uh,
1: How do you build that? How do you build a collaborative mindset?
0: Yashiga, the, the thing is, some of us are naturally collaborative. And for those of us who are naturally collaborative, I'm just going to say, look, don't be afraid of being yourself. Do that. Just go ahead and collaborate you've always been collaborative just go and you know do work with other people and for those of us who are not naturally collaborative start you know start by uh, doing some project together walk up to somebody else in another team another person and say hey can we do something jointly together can we build something together can i help you on this uh, don't be afraid to ask for information and uh, assistance and all of that stuff. So take baby steps if necessary, but take regular baby steps and you'll find that our, our openness to collaboration will eventually change. Right? If you're just starting your career out, uh, if you're let's say 20, 22, 23 years old, even if you spend 10 years becoming more collaborative, you'll only be 33 years old and you'll, you'll actually have a far de- greater degree of collaboration at that time. Uh, you will be more egalitarian and welcoming in your mindset. And, uh, and with 10 years of experience and skills, when other people say, okay, here's this person, she's young, she's developed skills and experience, but she's also egalitarian and collaborative and flexible. Uh, that might actually be the Philip your career needs at that time.
1: Hmm. And these actually, for all you know, then become strengths in your career, talking of which you uh, understand strength psychology, you do uh, help individuals and organizations develop their strengths at a time when you know you there is so much chaos and you're amidst a situation where things are just uncertain, unpredictable. You don't know the way out. What are the simple ways or simple steps that youngsters can look at to find their strengths?
0: Oh yeah, actually, let me start with the definition of a strength. I want to distinguish between what the world calls strengths and what strengths actually are you know at least as defined by strength psychology so many people think that a skill or an ability is a strength that is not necessarily accurate because your ability to do something your skill to do something doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to do it with a great degree of commitment or consistency so there's a difference between a skill and a strength. A strength is something that brings you intrinsic joy when you're doing it. When you can do it for hours on end. And just the just the act of you indulging in that actually is, is rewarding enough. You don't need a reward at the end of it. You're not doing it because there's some coal, you know, you're, you're just doing it because you love doing it. And you can do it for hours on end, Now, because you can do it for hours on end. Your, your consistency is really, really high. Your motivation is really, really high. And if you do something in a motivated, eager, consistent way for a long period, the chance of you developing that into a high grade skill is much higher than if you sweat it out in an area where you, you know, you're not intrinsically motivated. So that's the difference between a strength and a skill.
1: Uh, yet, how do I find my strengths and develop it?
0: Yes, and the answer, the answer is really in, you know, in the definition itself. Think of activities where you get lost, where you get totally engrossed, you lose sense of time, things that draw you again and again. So there are things which you're going to be running away from, and there are things that you're going to be running towards. The things that you run towards, there's a chance that those are your strengths, right? Uh, you know, for example, if you if you get lost in talking to people, right? There's a chance that communicating, building relationships, showing compassion and kindness, listening to others, helping others, these things could be intrinsically motivating. Too. It, uh, then, then possible that that is a strength. So this is these are some ways. Uh, the other way is uh, pay attention to uh, the areas in which you get compliments. Right, uh, you know, other people if they've noticed something about you, if somebody walks up to you and says, you know what? Uh, I I think you're really, really a good listener. You, I feel very heard whenever I'm talking to you. Or if somebody comes and says, you speak so well, whenever you speak, I get lost. I get totally engrossed in the way you talk. You know, those compliments are uh, possible indicators of uh, of what your areas of strength might be. Let me give you a quick example uh, of this. You know, when I was young, when I was in school, there were a couple of people who came and told me that, you know what, you speak well, just a couple of people. But there was also a bunch of other people, which included teachers and relatives, etc., who were telling me, you know what, you suck at math, you suck at Sanskrit. Uh, you, you're not a good student, you need to work harder, you need to be more focused and more hardworking and more dedicated and all of that stuff. This must have happened when I was about 12 to 15 uh, around that time. You know, cut to 30, 35 years later, I still suck at math. I still suck at Sanskrit. I, Yeah, you know, I still have no attachment to focus, dedication, hard work, etc. But guess what I made a career in? Guess what I get paid to do? I still get paid to and invited to speak and communicate with people. So in retrospect, the two or three people who actually spotted that strength in me they were the people who were right. And everybody else who was focusing on what is missing in me, what my weaknesses are, were absolutely wrong. And, and my advice, therefore, to all young people will be ignore all those people, ignore all that advice that comes from people saying, you are bad at this, you suck at this, you need to work on this, you need to get better at this. Listen to those people who can spot your talent. Those people. And, and and genuine people, your friends, you know, who come up to you and say, You're great at this. You know, there's probably truth in that. And please do more of that. Please make a hobby of it. Please do it regularly because that is what you might end up chasing in your life.
1: But how does that how does that cheese move from being a hobby to Uh, Ultimately, finding out that this could be a profession, uh, how should you approach it? Should you do more of it regularly? Should you um, find a mentor? Should you work under someone? How should you approach it?
0: I think those are all great ideas. You know, if you you find an opportunity in an organization that, that does that to actually join that company as an employee, as an intern, uh, for a project, that's a great way of uh, giving yourself the opportunity to do that. But even if that opportunity does not exist, right, you can start out on your own. Nobody stops you from writing a blog, starting a website. For example, let's say you're interested in art, let's say you like to sketch or paint or, or do photography. I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples, right? There's this friend of mine, uh, a guy called Jason. Jason is a mechanical engineer who never did mechanical engineering. He uh, worked in the BPO sector with me. Then he went to the UAE and he was actually doing uh, sales. And then he got interested in photography. So he bought himself a camera and he taught himself photography. And what did he do? He got better and better and better. And he started putting his photography up on Facebook slowly. People started calling him saying photo sure, and eventually what happened was he started getting invited to uh, to do wedding photo shoots and uh, he eventually quit his sales job. He became a full time photographer. He was being invited by people to help them take photographs of the northern lights in the Arctic Circle. So his, um, you know, So he would actually get flown down as a photography coach to the Arctic Circle. And it it started out as a hobby. And what did he do? He just bought himself a camera. He started taking photographs. And he just started posting his work online. So one method is whether you are interested in photography, sketching, painting, podcasting, talking, uh, baking, cooking, knitting, whatever you're interested in do more of it post it publicly that's how every youtuber who's big started out
1: you know you spoke about um, people coming to you and saying ye karo ye mat karo iski suno ye is tarah se apne career ko dekho is tarah se mat dekho um, uh, negative things primarily and there is an impact internally and such a thing happens at a time like this when there otherwise is also enough and more negativity around with the situations. How do you then, yeah. because you've done uh, or you know or you understand uh, positive psychology, tell us how do you maneuver the situation from a positive psychology mindset?
0: It takes us back to what positive psychology is is and what was the whole intent of positive psychology. So as, a, as an official field, it's only about 30 years old. And, and the reason it emerged is because the founder of positive psychology, the father of positive psychology, Martin Seligman, he was a psychologist and he, and he found that like the practice of medicine and I'm assuming like the practice of many things that human beings do, uh, it was obsessively focused on fixing deficits. So medicine was obsessed with the study of disease and deficit and how to cure that, not on creating wellness and health. Psychology was focused on finding what was wrong with the human mind and finding ways to alleviate that Uh, That trouble or that suffering. So, the whole idea was to bring people from below average well being to average well being. And Seligman, and then therefore all of positive psychology, says look, is the goal of human existence to stop at making people average? Or is the goal to create thriving human beings, thriving societies? Thriving organizations and a thriving world. Yeah, I mean, we want great health, great happiness, great riches. How much are we going to achieve if we're consistently talking about what is missing? In you and in our world. This is missing in my job. This is missing in my life. This is missing in me as a person. This is missing in you as a student, as a professional. You know, deficit weakness, deficit weakness. What achieve we you know, there's a coach called Dan Sullivan who said something very interesting. He said, if you spend your entire life focusing on uh, or working on your weaknesses, at the end of your life, you will have very strong weaknesses. So you got to think about what kind of life do you want? Do you, do you, want, do you want to spend your entire life fixing deficits? So yeah, I mean, the goal of positive psychology is to create thriving human beings, organizations, entities, societies, etc. And how to your question. Then yes, how oh, great So look, we, we human beings do have a little bit of a negativity bias. We uh it is part of our survival mechanism, right? We see something, we get afraid, we try to avoid that. Okay. Uh and what mm-hmm. we can understand that your yeah, survival, uh Sara uh, time, you can't be focused. So, for example, yes, these are difficult times, right? These, these are difficult times. Uh, you can have other difficult times as well. you can actually be working for a bad boss. you can be stuck under a bad teacher. now, what should we do should we should we consistently focus on how bad things are because if you're going to do that
1: but it's easier and, uh, but it, it's easier said than done Aman when you have a situation like this and then there is uh negativity and then there is negative news and then there is negative people it's hard to not focus on it
0: true true and you know what i'm not even saying don't focus on it i think that's not my advice at all i'm saying look as human beings we are going to be affected by the stuff that happens to us you know bad shit that happens to us we are going to get affected by it let's stop denying it there's going to be bad stuff we are going to feel bad about it the point is, we need to ask ourselves, Is are we going to put a limit on how long we want to feel bad? That might be an interesting thing to do. So when something bad happens, allow yourself time to feel bad. Right? I have read bad news. Something has happened. I got a bad text. Something, you know, has happened. Then switch. And the switch is to ask. And this is the most important thing. The switch is to ask, What, what is the, what are some of the small things that I can do? In this situation so for example you're stuck under a bad boss or you lost your job ask yourself what can i do what you can do could be things such as can i ask my friend to help me make my cv right can i start going online and looking at great cv samples can i ask my friends to refer me in their companies can i put a post up on linkedin can i you know do so when you start thinking like that you suddenly get three options now you've made a switch. Now you're not now you're not moaning about the fact that ah, bad loss, yeah, you know, bad uh, yeah, job loss. Now you're thinking, okay, I can do three things. You've made the switch. You've gone from in positive psychology and strength psychology. We, we say there are two paths. You have the path of limitation, where you only focus on what's missing, what's wrong, or you have the path of possibility. The path of possibility is about what is possible. Let me think about that.
1: Uh, I, I mean, I'm taking you back a little. How do how does one yes. get to Focusing on the path of possibility. Like how does one make that switch? What are the questions that you can ask yourself to be able to focus your mind and your sense towards the path of possibility or the path of opportunity?
0: Again, fantastic question. So uh, the first question, like I said, is, is to actually ask yourself, okay, what is it that, what's the smallest thing that I can do in this situation? Or what are the one or two small things that I can do in this situation? I think that that asking yourself those questions, you know, uh, that actually starts to throw up certain uh, certain opportunities. So that that I think is the is the quickest way to, to get there, right? You know, the other thing is there's a lady called uh, Marilyn Lee Adams. And she actually wrote a, a book called Change Your Question, Change Your Life. So if you're interested in actually getting an entire list of different questions that you can ask yourself to get out of that path of limitation, that rut and start walking on the path of possibility or what uh, what she calls the learner path. That's a great book. Yeah. Let me share one more concept with everyone. You know, especially... Working professionals may have come across this and it's possible that students may have also, possible that you've not. But I think it's very important to uh, to know that in every situation, there are some factors which are outside your control, right? You cannot change the weather, you cannot change the pandemic, you cannot change the nature of the industry. Uh, as an individual, you may not have the power to do that. But we do have power over some things. And I think distinguishing that, actually making a list. You start by doing that. Take a piece of paper, write down situation on top, and then write down what what are the things that I cannot do in this situation. What can I not change? And then say, yeah. And then once you've written all of that out, say, okay, what can I change? And the answers may not come. The answers may not immediately come. But still, ask what is the tiniest thing that I can do? Forget about the outcome. You know, just say, what can I do? Right? Uh, You know, once you start thinking, when you switch from the cannot, and this is what positive psychology is is really about. When you switch from the cannot to the can, is, is when some of these possibilities emerge.
1: That is interesting. And that brings me to how do you differentiate between and then how do you build a positive mindset is this the same as the steps towards positive psychology or are they different
0: absolutely i think you know these are the steps that actually bring about the positive mindset because think about it when you're stuck in a frame of mind which is defeatist hi meri life hi meri kismat meri shadi meri relationship hi you know yeh hi wo what is your state of mind going to be your state of mind is going to be affected by that kind of thinking. You're going to feel defeatist and you're going to feel less. But when you start focusing on what can I do? What am I able to do? What is in my hands? You're going to feel more able than you were earlier. And that's where the transformation lies. And in our, but, uh, but actually positive psychology is really teaching yourself to focus on what exists, what is possible.
1: Interesting. In fact, talking of possibility and because what we internally seek is achievement of a certain kind at different stages of our lives. How should young people, young students, young professionals look at achievement in these times?
0: Interesting. Achievement i'll be honest right i mean i've never given achievement a lot of thought the external symbols of achievement actually i i discovered early on that they hold no meaning uh, for me and and i in later life i've discovered why also because you know what i've realized that every single term in the world has individual meaning so there is a there is a societal definition of achievement and and uh, success, and actually, there may be your own definition of it. And if we get stuck in uh, in societal definitions of what achievement means, or what success means, that can sometimes feel you know empty. And I'll give you an example, right? You know, when I just joined the BPO business, uh, I was influenced by all these young ideas of uh, you know success and ambition and progress and uh, I, I really thought that getting promoted higher and higher up the ladder was a great sign of success and I was passionate about being promoted and then one day you know publicly in front of I think over maybe about 60 people, uh, my promotion was announced for my hand to be shaken by the senior manager and you know what, I didn't feel a thing. I felt no sense of elation, achievement, happiness. And I was, I was amazed. I said, I'll chase this thing down. I have fought for it, struggled for it, persevered. All the jazz that the world tells you, I have done. And this point feels empty. And that's when I realized that, uh, that, you know, that achievement, uh, or at least external ideas of achievement Are not very fulfilling. I've developed my own idea of what achievement is so you know I found that making progress in areas that are of internal meaning to me, they bring me joy. So if I'm writing an article on Wikipedia or on LinkedIn, if I'm making a new friend you know I bumped into you at a networking event, we chatted, discovered, we had common interests, Uh, we both had a goofy sense of humor, Uh, you know that brought me so you know, this this brings meaning to me so the opportunity to do all of that is achievement for me that i i have a life where i can do these things it means far more than money cars houses designations so my advice it may not even work because people only learn this through experience so young people listening to me yeah young people listening to me will say buddha I would have said probably the same thing, you know, if my 46-year-old uncle would have told me when I was 20, 25, I would have said, you know, and that's okay. So, it's going to eventually hit them and, uh, and at that time, I'm just going to urge you to figure out, okay, what what is your internal idea of achievement and, and chase that, chase that.
1: Thank you for that. Thank you for the advice and thank you for bringing back this feeling that we can really hang in there, the positive side of life. But uh, thank you so much for these um, thoughts and uh, thanks for being on the show, Aman. It was just so lovely to have you.
0: I know it was a wonderful, uh, I don't know if you have a concept of summing up what we talked about, but uh, Just in case you do, I'd just like to reiterate one last uh, time that, you know, always ask ourselves in situation, what is in my hands? What talent, what ability, what small possibility do I have? And that will give us a whole lot of answers.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, More than the answers, thanks for the direction for the answers. Lovely, lovely chatting with you as always.
0: It's been amazing. I had a great time. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for listening. These are hard times. So just hang in there. Stay close to your loved ones. Stay masked up. Stay indoors. And keep listening. Voice of Achievers via Epilog Media. Or on any platform that you may be listening to like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Stay home, stay safe.